Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my property mastermind mentorship. Hello and welcome to episode number 207 of the Property Magic Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk about how you can profit from lease options, which are some of the most powerful and yet misunderstood tools you can use with your property investing. Now, you might have heard of these. Most people haven't heard about them. Uh, They're otherwise called purchase lease options, PLO, lease options, or just purchase options. And many people who should know a lot better in the property world really don't understand them. And there's lots of false information out there about them. Uh, Some people think they only work with properties that are in negative equity, where maybe the value is less than the mortgage or cheap properties up north. And yes, it can work with those properties, but it can also work equally as well with very expensive properties and ones where there's no mortgage on them at all. Some people think lease options are a bit of a con because they've had some bad publicity. Um, When one of the Australian trainers, a guy called Rick Otten, was fined $18 million by the Australian government. And it all started when he put out a book called Buy a House for a Dollar. And the Australian authority said it was a false claim. They took it literally and said, you can't buy a house for a dollar. And they took him to court. And it was all a big setup, really, because he was found guilty of uh, a few uh, misadvertising things, which would have normally been a fine of about $60,000. But they actually delayed the decision about his fine for almost two years until they'd been able to change the law that allowed them to fine him $18 million. Uh, So I think they were trying to make a bit of an example of him. Interestingly, I don't think he had one single client who had complained about him or his training. It was all kind of a bit of a trumped up thing, really. So anyway, because of that, a lot of people think, oh, lease options, I don't know if they're legal. When done correctly, lease options are not only legal, but they are a really powerful solution that can help you and the seller. The point I'm trying to make here, I guess, is you've got to be very careful who you listen to. Most people have got a view or an opinion, but that's not necessarily backed up with personal experience. My clients and I have done hundreds of these type of structured deals, so we really kind of know what we're talking about. Now, lease options are not really a strategy, but really they're more of a powerful tool that can be used in conjunction with every other property investing strategy. So it doesn't matter if you want to do single lets or HMOs or serviced accommodation or commercial or commercial to residential conversions in the correct circumstances. All of these can be done with lease options. Now, I absolutely love this because when you know what you're doing, you can earn cash flow and equity growth from property that you don't even own. You don't need 25% deposits. You don't need to be able to get mortgages, which means the transactions can happen very quickly, typically in three to four weeks, so much quicker than the three to four months it would take if you're actually getting a mortgage. What that means is you can start making cash flow much, much quicker from properties that you control under an option. 
Now I'm often asked, what would I do if I had to start again in my investing? And knowing what I know now, I would absolutely start with lease options. As a beginner, the best way to quickly build up a portfolio. But as an experienced investor myself, I still use lease options because they're very powerful and very flexible. So in this podcast, which is all about how you can profit using lease options, I want to stimulate your thinking to give you some of the different ways which you can use these incredibly powerful tools. Now, I do have some free online training, which we've just updated. I've got some videos and also a live webinar. If you want to register for that, you can go to www.plo, as in purchase lease option, plotraining.co.uk. I'm going to mention that website later and also put a link in the show notes. Now, in the last episode, number 206, when I was talking about your first investment property, I mentioned you could use a lease option to get onto the housing ladder. So if you don't have a property yet, or if you have a property, you want to move out of that one to rent it out and make money from it, you don't have to go and buy another house, you could get a property on a lease option. You become what is called a tenant buyer. This is where you move into a property, Uh, You treat it like your own home, so you're going to look after it, you're going to maintain it, uh, just as if you owned it, but you're still a tenant in the property. But unlike a normal tenant, you've got the right to buy this property at some time in the future. So instead of throwing your money away on rent, you know that you're actually contributing to the owner of the property, but you're going to benefit from the potential capital growth. Now, If you are an experienced investor, you can flip this around. And if you've got properties that you want to sell, you want to get rid of, you can actually use a purchase option to sell properties. So you'd find someone who wants to become a tenant buyer in one of your properties, someone who they want to get their foot on the ladder, but for whatever reason, they can't get a mortgage right now, but you know they will be able to get a mortgage in the future. As they come in, they look after the property, they manage it, which means you don't need to have a letting agent which means you don't have to pay for the maintenance. So you make more money on a rental, renting to a tenant buyer than you would renting to a normal tenant. And you get the sale agreed for some time in the future, maybe slightly above what the current market price is. And if you're trying to sell in the current market, you wouldn't achieve the full price. You probably have to sell below the market price. So not only can you get a higher price for the property you're selling, you also get a little bit of income on a property which you would lose if you sold it straight away. So I've done both of these. I've been a tenant buyer myself in a property I was looking to buy. And also I've sold some of my properties to tenant buyers. And when structured correctly, it can be a real win-win for everybody involved. Now, this is one of the challenges. When many investors hear about lease options, they think, oh my God, this sounds too good to be true. And they wonder why on earth would any seller agree to do a lease option? And it's a really good question. And you kind of got to get your head around this because those people who can't get their head around this, unfortunately, they're never going to be able to benefit from these powerful tools. And it can seem rather alien at first, but once you get it, you'll see actually this can be a really powerful solution in the right circumstances. So let's talk about that now. When are the right circumstances to use these lease options? 
Well, the first thing I want to say is most people who learn about lease options, they don't understand what I'm about to share with you. And what that means is they try and apply a lease option where it's really not a relevant solution. And for that reason, many sellers will say, no, I'm not interested in that. And then investors sometimes incorrectly assume that options don't work. Well, it's just because they've been trying to apply options in the wrong circumstances rather than strategy not working. So let's think about this. Most people who want to sell a property because they don't want the property anymore, they're selling it because they want to release the equity in that property. Now, some properties don't have equity, but most do. And so someone's selling the property to get rid of the property, but also to release the equity because they want to use it for something else. Maybe they want to pay for their daughter's wedding. Maybe they want to invest in a business. Maybe they want to clear some of their debts or pay off their own home mortgage. So for these people, a lease option is not going to work because essentially with a lease option, you're agreeing that you're going to rent the property now and you're going to buy the property from them sometime in the future. Now, with the markets coming down, you don't want that to be too soon. You want to make sure the markets come down and has a chance to recover and go up again. So hopefully the price you agree to buy today, which might be the current full market price, might be lower than the value in the future. So you've benefited from capital growth. So for that to happen, really a lease option, you want at least three, five, or even seven years to allow for that potential market recovery and then market growth. But most people, if you say, well, I'll give you the money in three, five, or seven years, they're not gonna be interested because they need the money now. So this is why lease options do not work in many circumstances. However, you need to understand that not all sellers are the same. There's really two groups of sellers. There's the first group who need the money now, and there's a second group who, they've got a property they wanna sell, they don't want the property, but they don't necessarily need that money now. So those people, they are perfect for a lease option because we can rent from the property from them now and then buy it in the future. So these might be people such as retiring landlords, who don't need the money, they just don't want the hassle of the property anymore. Or maybe someone who has inherited a property, you know, they're quite well off, they don't need the cash, they're just gonna stick it in the bank, they just don't really want that property, that's why they're selling it. So looking for people who don't need the money now is a really important criteria when doing lease options. The other thing is, I'm not gonna go into too much detail today, I will explain it more on the further training that I'm doing and also the live webinar, so go and register for that at www.plotraining.co.uk, you'll find a lot more there. But um, another thing you can do is you can use lease options to control property um, that you can obviously rent out. So it's not just for you to live there, you take on a property that a landlord doesn't want anymore, you're going to pay them a certain amount each month, cover their mortgage if there is a mortgage and a little bit of extra profit, but you rent it out for the maximum rent and you basically make a profit between what you pay the landlord and what you could rent it out for, less any expenses of course. So this means you can make cash flow from a property that you don't even own, that a landlord doesn't want anymore, you take on that management responsibility. And this is a great way to get started in property. As I said, you can use it on a property used as an HMO or service accommodation. It works really, really well. Now, so far we've talked about purchase lease options. I just wanna to touch on 
purchase options because they're very powerful, but they're slightly different because they don't have this lease period, this lease element, and often it's for a shorter period of time. So for example, let's say you have a property that you want to develop. You want to convert it from a house into an HMO and you need to get planning permission, or it's a pub you want to convert into flats. And again, you need to get planning. Um, you don't really want to buy something, then get the planning because you might not be granted the planning. So it's better to control the property on a purchase option. And once you have the planning in place, then you can buy the property. Oh, and by the way, once you've got the planning, you're probably enhancing the value of that property, but you're buying it at the lower price you agreed before it had planning. Also, if you are looking to do a project where you need to find investors, you can secure the project with a purchase option and only buy it when you've got the investors lined up. Or maybe you're a deal sourcer and you want to sell the deal into someone else. So to protect yourself, you would put a purchase option in place to make sure you can't be circumvented by the buyer and the seller trying to do a deal together. Now, Purchase options are used a lot in commercial to residential conversion. Uh, you basically secure a site, you get planning permission, so you're effectively adding value to that site before you buy it. Then once you've got the planning permission in place, you go to a bridging company and they will often look at the value with planning instead of the purchase price. And as the value is higher than the purchase price, it means you can get a higher loan to value mortgage on that property, which means you have to put less of your own money in. So experienced investors also use purchase options in this way. Um, another way you could do it is you could joint venture with a property owner on a property that you want to develop and sell on. Rather than having to stump up the 25% deposit and the stamp duty and get a mortgage and service that cost during the build, you just joint venture with the owner, you set up a company, they put the property in, you could go to some like crowd property to bring all the money in, so it doesn't need to be your money, and then you develop this and then sell it on. The owner gets their money, crowd property gets their money back, and then you get a share of the profits. And you would use a purchase option to make sure that your share of profits is protected. I think by now you might be realizing that with options, you don't know what you don't know. And Robert Kiyosaki in his book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, says what you know will make you money and what you don't know will cost you money. Not knowing about lease options is a huge opportunity cost, particularly in the current falling property market where more and more sellers are open to solutions such as lease options. So I really wanted to open your mind about some of the different ways you can use lease options. And if this is of interest to you, I highly recommend you go and check out my online training up some free videos i've got a live webinar where you can ask questions go to www.plotraining.co.uk i'll put a link in the show notes as well and you'll be able to register for that free training this is an incredibly powerful set of tools you can use right now in the current market conditions i highly recommend you skill up to make sure you can make the most of the current property market until next time remember to always invest with knowledge invest with skill Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can contact me via LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media. And I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free. All of the details are available in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.